Welcome back to the Rocky Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, and today is the third episode in a series of four. We'll be talking about the secret to aging well, but it's not what you think. Honestly, I have to admit that I struggle with this one, and it has nothing to do with your body and everything to do with your mind. I'm going to let you sit with that while I introduce my co-host. Today's co-host is Kathy Gottberg. Kathy first came on the show in 2018. She has a very popular website and an engaged social following. She's a great writer, and her topics include what you need to know in order to have a good retirement, kind of like this show. Now, a recent post as of today's recording is called, What is the Price of Your Days? I'll have a link to it in the show notes, and it's very much worth reading. But before I bring Kathy in, as usual, I wanted to tell you a little bit about Medicare Quick. However, we won't be talking about the step-by-step guide today. Did you know that I have a ton of free resources? I've created several short videos that go over the important things that you have to know when you're thinking about Medicare plans. Just go to medicarequick.com slash class and you can watch a 15-minute video on the differences between original Medicare, Medicare Advantage, and Medicare supplement plans. When you're done watching that, you can actually watch any of the other free classes by signing up. To sign up, you just enter your email address and you'll be granted access to the site. I created all these videos myself, so let me know what you think of them. Kathy, thank you so much for guest hosting again with me today. Well, I had so much fun the last two times, so here I am again. Yeah, it's been great, and I can't wait until the episodes are released. For my listener who maybe is new to the show, we pre-record all of our episodes. I do what's called batching, which means that I'm not recording every single week. That would be just too much for me because I do still work, and that's one of the things that we are going to be talking about, not this week, but next week, right? We're going to be talking about the unretirement. Do you want to just mention a little bit about next week's show, Kathy? I just think it's another interesting topic. All your topics are interesting, and we could probably talk for days if, <laughs> if you didn't have a timer set. So, Well, you came up with these, so I thought it was really great. Let me grab a copy of the article. So the article for the listener, the article that Kathy came up with, and if you're watching this on YouTube, Um, I'm showing a copy of the article. It's called The Secret to Aging Well, which is contentment. And I thought that Kathy's article also sort of, what's the word, when it comes together, it kind of fits like a glove with this one. So just to introduce this article, Kathy, the person who wrote this uh, is 88 years old. And so tell me how you came across this article. Well, I'm always on the lookout for um, information and ideas about positive aging. It's just one of my 
favorite topics, actually, now that I'm 60, well, I'm 64 now. So it's like becoming more and more relevant. I'm not anywhere near 88, but I figure we have so much to learn from the people who've gone before us and are ahead of us. And uh, this article was a perfect example of what I try to write about on a regular basis, because I don't think I can hear it enough. I don't know about you, but there's plenty of messages from the media and the world that, you know, as you get older, you lose things and, oh dear, now we have to be taken care of and all that. And it's like, I believe there's a lot of positive information about there, but it does require a little shift in mindset. I mean, it's, we do change. We are different as we age. So why not you know, find out what, what that is and what that means and make the best of it. That's kind of my motto. Yeah. Make the best of it. That's mm-hmm. the key word. And, and that's, you know, I have to admit, I have a little bit of trouble with that. I tend to not be a content person. You know, I, I tend, you know, when I was, was a financial advisor, I would tell my clients, you know, I've always been forward thinking. My mind always runs to five years from now. That's why I never got married. I mean, why I got married when I was 42. I never got married when I was young because my mind would go five years from now and I would think, do I want to be with this person five years from now? And the answer was always no. (laughs) So it took me a while. That was smart in some ways, yeah. Very smart, yeah. but it also goes to show that I'm, I'm really not a content person and neither was the author of this article. Uh-huh. Um, and I love the way he ended it because it gave me some ideas. What, what did you think about like around that topic, Kathy? I so believe, you know, I, I, one of my favorite topics is right sizing and we've talked about it on in previous shows. Um, and that's the idea of creating a life, a that works for you, that makes you remember what's really important to you. And I think contentment is kind of, I write about happiness too, and and getting happy and people are like, oh, you know, they they tend to make light of happiness. (laughs) But contentment is another way of looking at it that just basically says, can you feel at peace and satisfied? That's kind of what contentment means to me is peaceful and satisfied with how your body's behaving. Now, let's face it, we all have stuff, um, but can you still be at peace and satisfied that, yes, I'm, I'm still taking care of this body, I still, I'm still taking care of my mind, um, and I, I'm pretty okay with my life the way it is, and I look for the good in my life the way it is. I'm grateful for um, the things in my life. Gratitude is such a key, I think, for contentment. If you're not feeling grateful, no matter what, um, you're going to be looking for the downside. You're always going to be looking for, you know, that shoe to drop. And, you know, it's like, oh, my God, what's going to hit next? Instead of saying, you know, it's not so bad. Like he says in the article, he talks about, um, you know, how he gets annoyed at loud noises. Well, right. guess what? So do I. I bet a lot of people do. So the choice is, do we appreciate um, he was having lunch with a friend? Do we appreciate the friend and, and the chance to get together with friends and have a meal together? Or are we annoyed at that noise that's next to us just driving us crazy? I think we have a choice. Now, it doesn't necessarily come easily. I mean, I do think that's why I meditate. It helps me keep my attention focused. Um, and there's a lot of little things you can do, but we have a choice. Are we going to be looking for the negative or that shoe to drop? Or are we going to look for, oh, you know, this isn't so bad and I feel pretty good right now and I'm going to focus on that. 
You know, part of, I'm thinking about what you're saying and, and I'm thinking about the article and, you know, I try to be a positive person, but a lot of times I can come off as negative. You know, there's the show and then there's real life. Okay. Mm-hmm. And in the show, I'm, I'm finding out information and I'm interviewing somebody and, and people, and in your case, we're co-hosting. And I've been told that I'm really good at that. And that's great. But this isn't, you know, this isn't my real life. This isn't how I am all of the time. So I'll give you an example. In the last few weeks, we've had a ton of rain in our neighborhood. I mean, and for someone who's come from San Diego, it is just crazy and it's amazing. Um, We've had thunderstorms. My little dog is freaking out. You know, one of them, we, you know, so it's, it's really different. And it's been a while since I've been in thunderstorms like this. And it doesn't bother me. I, I, it's not cold rain here like it is in California. Like I can walk outside in the rain and I'm totally comfortable. But what has the rain done? It's made our grass grow. And <laughs> yes. Our, yes, and our grass is cut by our HOA. We're on the we, we live in a Dell Webb community and there are two halves to our community. One half has to pay for their own grass to be cut, and our side is it's included in our HOA. Now it's included at an additional fee, (laughs) but it's included. And the other day I took a picture of our grass because it was literally six inches tall. And I posted it to the Facebook group for my community. Well, there are 14,000 people that live here. And there's a woman who uh, is in charge of our Facebook group and she moderates every single post, every post. I can't even imagine what her life is like. I would not want to do that. Um, <laughs> I'll take down a post in my groups, but I will let them live there until somebody complains or whatever. But she won't even let them go until she's read them and approved them. And so I took a picture and I said something to the effect of, uh, will, will I get a credit for, because of this, will I get a credit for my next fine or something like that. Yeah. Oh, your next fine. It wasn't even against the grass. Okay. Well, because if, if they can go against their rules, which I would get a fine for if I was on the South side, then I should get credit for my next fine. Like if I'm doing whatever. It's not. It was a negative statement, but I meant it as a joke. And she sent me a text or a Facebook message that said, you know, it's been raining. Like she said, basically she slapped me, you know, mm-hmm. and she was right. Like I was being a neg, I was being negative, even though it was in a smart alecky kind of way. And that's kind of my MO. I can tend to be a negative person. So I am trying to, cause you know what? People don't like being around negative people, you know, and it's not good for you. One of the things that I wrote when I was reading this article you're familiar with the blue zones, right? Yes, very much. Okay. And one of the, okay, so for the, you want to tell the listeners what the blue zones are or do you want me to say it? Well, there's just a certain um, number of, of communities around the world that have by a, been identified 
by a research team to have the people that live the longest of any age group overall. Some are in Japan, some are in, there's one in California and Loma Linda. Right. There's a couple of different ones around the world, and then they break down what makes these areas so unique and why people live so long and happy in these areas. That's right. And and there's a website, and there's all kinds of stuff about it. Yeah. It's amazing. And one of the nine things that they all have in common is their say la vie attitude. It's like, you know, it's okay. It's that kind of attitude. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of attitude that I don't really have. So (laughs) (laughs) now, you know, statistically, um, as we age, we actually become more that Um, I've read over and over that there's studies now that say, as we get older, we tend to go more with the flow. Um, I think life tends to kind of like a, a, a river will take the edges off a rock. Life takes the edges off us. So you have that to look forward. You're younger than I am. And I do feel maybe like as I get a little bit older, I'm a little more easygoing. Um, I've always been an optimist. I That is my nature. And again, research proves that I think what 40% of our orientation as far as optimism or pessimism is, is innate to our biology. So you came in um, with perhaps, you know, 40% not being as positive. Well, the Um, interesting thing is, Kathy, is that I do tend to think of myself as an optimist. It's just I come off at being negative. You know, I, because of my background as a financial advisor, I Mm -hmm. plan for the worst, but I always say I expect the best, but I always have this plan back here. So it's funny that in my head, I'm an optimist, but I can see how people would think that I was negative over some of the things that I say, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. And I I mean, so 60% is within our control. So you can do things to, so I think a lot of, um, a lot of negativity is habit to be just to be blunt. Um, my husband and I, my husband was more into it. He's a little bit more, it sounds like a little bit more like you than me. I gave up watching TV, I don't know, quite a few years. Not not all TV, but completely all this. Because my husband was saying, oh, you're starting to sound like your dad. And that was all I needed because my dad used to sit and yell at the television. And I was like, I was arguing, I gave it up. So I did that a long, long time ago. But my husband was still watching it. And then recently he said, you know, I just got to give it up. He says, it's not like I don't know what's going on. People always say, well, you won't know what's going on. You'll miss something important. Believe me, there's no way in the world any of us in today's world could miss what's going on. So we just aren't constantly bombarded by all that negativity. So a lot of that is habit. It's habit whether we turn, I know people who turn on their television from the first the minute they get up and they don't turn it off until they go to bed. And a lot of times it's on news. And oh, I yeah. Just, I just don't do that. So I think it's things that we can do, like meditating to focus our mind on more positive things and, and complaining. Let's face it. Um, I, I don't, I like to think of myself, I'm not a complainer, but I can whine a lot. You know, <laughs> <laughs> something's bothering me, you know, I'll like catch myself. There I go whining and not in a positive way, whine, but in a negative whining way. So it's like a, But I think we can change that if we want to. And I think this article was kind of that way. It's like, do you want to be the kind of old person everybody avoids because all you do is complain and whine? 
Or do you want to be the kind of person that, oh, you know, Kathy, she's so easygoing. She's fun to be around. She's pleasant because she always sees the good. That's kind of, that's the kind of Kathy I want to be. Um, now I'm not always there. I'll be perfectly honest, but the article was just such a great reminder. You it know, of, was. Let's, it be, was. let's try to be content. You know, another thing, and you tell me what you think about this, and that is Facebook. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to be on Facebook for a certain amount of time because of my business. And, you know, people talk to me on Facebook and, and things like that. So I've actually taken the feed off of my Facebook. It's been, I use something called Facebook Eradic- Eradicator or Feed Eradicator or something like that. Uh huh. And so when I go on Facebook, there is no feed. It's a positive comment, like a, I don't know what a you call quote, it, but you know. A quote or something like that? I'm sorry? A quote or something yes. like that? Yes. It's okay. a positive quote. And then I click on the little bell to mm-hmm. see right. what my friends have said or whatever, or people that uh, use the ad, you know, the who, people that have talked directly to me or mentioned me, it'll show up in that little bell. Um, but... One thing that I've noticed is that when I go on my Facebook group for my neighborhood, now I just moved here. I love this neighborhood. I'm very happy with it, but it makes me negative about my neighborhood because it's a lot of people complaining about different things. And Facebook's algorithm is designed to show you negative things that are going to make you mad, right? You, you know that, right? Yes, and I also, but I also know our minds tend to go to negativity. It's like a, a, a survival skill. It's like, ooh, is that dangerous? I need to, ooh, do I need to pay attention to that? So yeah, we go to it automatically for sure. So do you think that today's society, today's world, not society, but today's technology tends to make us more negative than we would have been, say, in the 50s or 40s? before we had instant information that we didn't have before? Oh, that's a really good question, Kathy. My, my first response would be, again, I think so much, I take personal responsibility. I think, okay, I, I was born with 40% kind of optimism. The other 60% is up to me. And yes, I can be very strongly influenced. The television, I mean, think about it. When I was growing up, there were like, three stations, you know, ABC, NBC, and CBS. Yes. Well, and my parents didn't stand for me to stay in front of, I mean, we got like maybe an hour or two of television in the evening if we were lucky. Um, So there was not this constant news and all this kind of stuff. So now we have to be self-disciplined. We have to say, okay, like you've, you've made positive change to your Facebook feed. That works for you. Um, What I do is I just pretty much get rid of every every kind of group and every kind of um, person that is a complainer. Now, I'm not part of a community group where you've got that, but I'd start identifying the names of the people who were complainers, and I would not read them. Do you, I see so many people who, and my husband's kind of guilty of this, he likes to read comments. Sometimes that's the worst thing you can do. Is You're right. You get the trolls. You get everybody bitching and moaning and complaining. And, and it's like, uh-uh, that'll just mess with your mind. So a lot of it is self-discipline. And we do have, I mean, it's more accessible, certainly, 
technology makes news and information way more accessible than we ever had to worry about. But I'm guessing, you know, in the, in, in the 50s, if you wanted to hang out with a bunch of complainers, you picked friends that were complainers and you all sat around and had your coffee clutches and you complained. Oh, people are people. So that's probably hasn't changed, but we do have to, we do have to monitor it more carefully now. So that's that would true. Be that yeah. Would be because it's, it's in our faces more, I think. And there's so much more to be scared and nervous. I mean, in the 50s, everyone thought that we were going to get into a war with Russia. So there's always something going on in the world, right? (laughs) One thing, especially I wanted to bring up why we still have a little bit of time. In this article, I really thought it was interesting how he said he's 88 years old and he's been working hard on his physicality and exercising. And he was, you know, his whole thing about getting older was his physical appearance, not a little of his appearance, but basically his strength. And now he's realizing, you know, Hey, even then it's still going. And the people he talked to that are most happy in their elder years um, are, are more, content and and they're more i i think his focus was on the mind and i i so agree with that because i i'm sure you've talked to him too there's this huge um pressure right now for our age to take exercise to the max now i exercise i walk daily i do my exercises i stretch i know it's important so i won't deny that that's important but it's not everything if we're not equally adding to our mental well-being um, and our contentment, then we're going to end up, you know, we might be really, really healthy, but we're going to be old and cranky and, and nobody's going to want to be around us. And, you know, yeah, well, socialization Mm -hmm. is one of the six, I have a a journal that I created to help me personally Mm -hmm. in my life. And it's, it's on Amazon. It's called the baby boomers 30 day journal something like that. And basically we talk about the six pillars and every day you give yourself a goal, you know, in one or all of the six pillars that you're trying to work on. And socialization is one of the most important things as far as having a good retirement. I mean, a lot of people, they'll retire and then they kind of become reclusive and that's not good for anybody. You know, I mean, they did studies, you probably remember the study that they did, uh, maybe it was in the 50s or 60s where they had two monkeys and one got touching and the other one just got a bottle and the one that got the bottle with no touching died. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, we are social animals. We, need, we need that socialization and, and social media is not a substitute for <laughs> <laughs> face-to-face not. contact. Right. Yes. Yeah. Great. So you're right. I mean, we, we are social animals and we, we need to, nobody wants to be around a Debbie Downer, mm-hmm. you know, or cranky, you know, a cranky, cranky yeah. Chrissy or cranky <laughs> Kathy. Exactly. <laughs> Notice I avoided the cranky Kathy. So. It's like, which one is cranky? <laughs> well, and because I love to take notes, I thought, okay, for me, what, what are three things that I think keep me from feeling content? So I came up with three things. Let's hear it. One is, and I just recently wrote an article about it. So it's pretty obvious. It's comparison. 
we compare ourselves to others and we decide, you know, wait, they have more or I should have more or life isn't fair because this is not equaling this and she feels more healthy than I and why does... And so we, we make ourselves crazy and unhappy and then we spread that unhappiness around. So comparison is a... Um, who was it? Somebody said um, comparison is the thief of joy. And it's true. You can't. That is true. When, when you're comparing yourself with others. Uh, the second one was worrying. Um, you know, nobody knows what tomorrow brings for sure. Um, but I, who was it? Like somebody like, oh gosh, I can't even remember his name now. A famous writer wrote that, you know, many terrible things happened to me in my life and some actually came about. You know, because we, we create these dramas and we've got all this worry going on in our heads. And, and, and then we spread worry around. I don't know if you've been around a worry ward or a Debbie Downer, like you said. They just, they can make you feel miserable. And if you sit and watch television, oh, I'm sorry, you're going to be worried about everything because there's plenty to worry about. And that's what media does. They want to capture the negativity. So working to reduce worry, I think, is really critical. And the last one is busyness. I think when I get really busy or distracted, um, I think what happens is then I'm not content because I'm always like, there's not enough time. I don't have enough stuff. I need this. I need that. And I'm always distracted and running around like a crazy person. And it's really hard to feel content. So I thought if I could just kind of eliminate or reduce any one of those three, comparison and worry and um, busyness, I think I'd be a lot more content. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to kind of put that on the to-do list <laughs> and see if I can do that in the future. Um, Cause I, well, I think contentment is a real key to, you know, if you don't like the word happiness, let's at least shoot for contentment. I love that, Kathy. That is a great way to end this episode. Thank you so much for, for coming on again today. Oh, um, no it's fun. Like I said, we could probably talk for hours. So oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So what are we before we say goodbye? What are we talking about again next week? Unretirement. Oh, I have a lot to say about that. Oh, good, good. I look forward to it. <laughs> Great. So for the listener, we'll see you next week on wait. How do I normally end the show, Kathy? That's usually how. <laughs> You're so content. You don't need to. <laughs> this was such a great episode. So thanks so much for coming on the Rocky Retirement Show. And for the listener, we'll see you next time on the Rock Your Retirement Show. Bye. Oh, wait, I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rocky Retirement Show. If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode 116. This explains the six pillars of retirement lifestyle and our general philosophy. Episodes 1 through 236 can be thought of as an encyclopedia. These are topics that may or may not be interesting to you. You can listen to the ones that you're interested in and forget the rest until the issue becomes an issue for you. And that's okay. I actually don't recommend starting with episode one and working through until the most recent. That's actually not how the show was designed. Of course, if you want to do that so you can see how the show changed over time, you're welcome to. Now, starting in August... 
actually August 31st of 2020, we changed the format of the show. The monthly episodes starting with 237 follow a real retiree from her pre-announcement through her first year of retirement. There might be bonus episodes, but we're committed to monthly. If you've enjoyed any of our past shows or the show that you've just listened to and you want to support us, you can do so in any of the four ways. One, share this episode with a friend or family member who needs to hear it. This is the most important way that people find us. Since our audience is typically older, we grow by having our listeners share our episodes with others. Two, subscribe to or follow the show using whatever podcast catcher you're listening on right now. Now, if you're listening on your computer, you can listen on your smartphone by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I mean, I believe on all of them. If you can't find us on the podcast catcher that you'd like to use, send us a note on the website at rockyourretirement.com and we'll make sure that we get on your favorite podcast app. But basically, what you do is you download the app and then you search for the show and when you find it, you'll hit subscribe. Make sure it's the Rock Your Retirement Show and that you hear my voice when you listen. Um, actually, there were some episodes where Henry Shapiro was a guest. Uh, we, we actually downloaded some of his episodes. So if you hear him, it's probably still the, the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show uh, when he decided to leave podcasting. Number three, how you can support us is by leaving a review. Whatever podcast app you're listening to normally has the option of leaving a review, either a written review saying how great the show is or just with stars. Five stars is typically the best. And of course, we're shooting for those five-star reviews. And if you tell us why you like the show, what you liked about it, it's actually easier for other people to understand what the show's about. A lot of people, when they find our show, they think it's about money. And of course, by now, you know that it's not. Number four, if you'd like to support us financially, of course, we're always appreciative of that. Just go to rockyourretirement.com slash support, and it will take you to our page where you can support us financially. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye.